You're listening to Not the Sermon with Eric and Jamie. All right, listeners, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from Not the Sermon. Not the Sermon. We're not recording this episode, obviously, on Christmas Day. We record it beforehand, but it's releasing on Christmas Day. And man, we hope you guys are having an awesome uh, Christmas time. With- Chestnuts roasting on, on an, an open, open fire. fire. Jamie nipping at your toes. Mm. Is that how it goes? Yeah, exactly how it goes. Speaking of toes, I want the listeners to know that just as a show of solidarity between me, mine and Jamie's relationship, we are recording this entire episode with mine and Jamie's toes interlocked as one would hold hands mm-hmm. with a loved one. Yeah. Oh, my eyes. My just, eyes. Just a way to show solidarity with one another and, and just say, hey, look, I feel you, man. I feel you. And so I think this is a good practice. Deep down in my toes. I, f- I feel it in my toes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, our love um, for each other, obviously platonic, um, crosses, you know, a oh, lot really? of boundaries, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some good, some bad. <laughs> but it's it's Christmas. And and as, you know, usually I, I'm a Christmas smells guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the cinnamon. I got a cinnamon broom at my house, mm. the apple pie and all that. I walk into the recording studio this morning and it smells like an Applebee's or Pizza Hut bathroom. Yeah. Um. Jamie, could you tell us why? Uh, it's Phoenix's fault. Uh, listener, you yeah, need to know is. something about our, our engineer, um, Phoenix. He eats like a child. <laughs> Literally. I walk I walk in the office this morning, walking down the back hallway, and here comes Phoenix with his breakfast, and it's pizza. With a cup of coffee. He's he's eating pizza. and I, there's Your body it, despises you, Phoenix. It, dude, it's, it's, despises it's, you, too. It's very rare. <laughs> <laughs> that Phoenix doesn't have some sort of candy or snack or something that most people would consider bad for you in his hand and yeah. he's and he's eating it. Yeah, I respect it though. It's very apocalyptic. <laughs> um, so, I, in fact, shows even, a lot of faith. Even now, I'm staring at like a forty pack of ramen noodles on the, the yep. shelf up there. Yep. So. Yep. Phoenix, do you have an answer for any of this? I'm actually a lot better than I used to be. Wow. Believe it How? or not. Were you eating dirt? Dude, I used to eat like an entire cake every day. Oh my gosh. We Why? used to I used to survive off of like public scraps. Oh. We nice. used to get like a truckload of all the public spread stuff they throw away. It's about to expire. Yeah. And it was like a couple a couple times there I was all I had and I just like eat, wow, on, eat on a cake all day. It's a wow. miracle of God that strange, I don't have diabetes. Strange turn of events there. Jamie, what did you eat for breakfast? Oh dude, uh man. Okay, so I had the chicken, egg, and cheese biscuit from Chick-fil-A this morning. Okay, so I love it. It's like eating an entire farm. Yeah. If if, <laughs> if Phoenix eats like a child, you eat like a man that wants to die at 50? Yeah. That- yeah, 50 is cool. <laughs> Look, here, here's the thing, man. If I go out early, everyone's going to remember me. Yeah. You know, so I'm cool with that. I think you're pretty memorable. I It's more fun that like way. Like a... A proper adult had a bowl of Greek yogurt because mm-hmm. I'm looking out for my digestive health. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I like to start my day. Look, I just need to let you know, and and listener, please, I'm 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 not bragging, but earlier this year, my wife and I went to Greece to celebrate our 25th anniversary. Nice. The Greek yogurt we have over here is not the same as the actual Greek yogurt over there. 
This stuff is Americanized, prepackaged. I'm sure it's wow, got all sorts so of so cultured, Jimmy. <laughs> Tell cultured. us more. I, I wouldn't have known until I'd been over there. But no, seriously, the Greek have yogurt over there was Kung unbelievable. Pao chicken from Kung Pao. I have not. I'd love to one day. Probably pretty good. I'd love to Dude, one Chinese day. food. Like what is? I only know fast Chinese food. It where's, ain't real Chinese food, that's tell for me, sure. Yeah. Where's a sit down? I don't yeah. I'm talking about like the local buffet. Yeah. I want a sit down Chinese restaurant because I feel like all the orange chicken, bourbon chicken, all that. I think that's, that's just Americanized. Yeah, it is. Food. It is. It's not Chinese. Well, it's, it's food. like Mexican food, right? I mean, Mexican food in Mexico is really good. It's fresh. It's usually like, uh, you, know, you know, really good chicken yeah, and, and some fresh fruits parasites and, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now later, and hey, here's a here's a here's a big announcement. And uh, tell us? if this is if this doesn't happen, we'll have to cut this, well, and, Jamie, or at least go back and say it's not true. We already kind of knew. But Eric and I, <laughs> Eric and I have been invited uh, to minister in India. Dude, and I, they just got disinvited. I am so <laughs> excited. Yeah, this will be Eric's first international trip, right? It is. I've never been out of the country. Yeah. And so uh, he has the pleasure of taking this trip with uh, with me. With Jamie. I'll, I'll hold his hand during takeoff. Yes. Or uh, his toes. Or his toes. I'll hold his toes yeah, during would, takeoff. It's funny. So I uh, I flew my first time with Jamie and our administrative pastor, Cynthia, and I was freaked out. And we had there we had a two-first seat and then a single seat. And then uh, I think I remember Jamie's like, oh, he says, you want to sit next to me? And I was like, no, I want to sit next to Cynthia. Mm-hmm. I need a mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You need someone to intercede for you the yeah. whole time. <laughs> no, but so but so that, that made great. me think, though, we are going to be able to eat because we've got a good Indian restaurant in town. We do. It, it's really good. It's legit. Yeah. But um, but but we're not going to say their name unless you guys support us on the podcast. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. But <laughs> but we're going to get to eat Indian food in India. Uh, Dude, I don't know if I would be excited about that, actually. I mean, that's I'm so jealous. It's going to do a number on the intestinal I, tract. I feel like everything does a number on your intestinal tract. Well, Let the reader yeah. know, Eric weighs yeah. like 60 pounds. I, I tell people, I'm, I'm 150-ish. Um, I have Jamie. So Jamie has a strong stomach. This cat, I've only seen you like go down like one time yes. in, in our entire relationship. I have in this, seven years, in right? Seven years. Yeah. I, yeah, there's only one thing. It was duck pizza. <laughs> it was duck and fig. Duck, duck and pizza? fig pizza. And 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 it was what weird. I didn't world? fully go down. I just looked at you guys. It was about an hour or so afterwards. I was like, I need to go lay down. <laughs> <laughs> and I laid down for a little bit and I was fine. Dude, I have the stomach of a puppy. <laughs> so whatever oh, goes man. in is coming out in about 30 minutes. Oh my god. Like no matter what it is, dude. I, and I like in a way I'm thankful for it because it's expelling the body. <laughs> Um, but wow. like, it's probably not going to be good in a place where I'm probably going to be required to use a hole in the ground as a toilet. Mm. So, and nothing but endless spicy food. Yeah. yeah. And a water hose. There's going to be a water <laughs> hose and a, water a hose. hole in the ground. You're lucky if you get a water hose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And so it's going to be interesting that the food that we eat over there is going to be interesting. Oh yeah. Um, it's going to be legit, man. We're going to do some really cool ministry. I think we're going to do some like pastoral training. We're yeah. going to be like kind of basically teaching at a seminary yeah. in, in, uh, Trivandrum? Trivandrum, yeah, that, that area, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's going to be nice, man. I'm, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be a cool trip, cool culture. It's going to be amazing to see what what God does over there. But yeah, we're going to be... And I think uh, if we can pull it off, we might do it on location, not the sermon recording. Oh, yes, dude. Yeah, so we're going to try. We're going to see if we can, I guess, smuggle some equipment over there that's it's be, not illegal to have recording equipment. It's illegal to to bring stuff. No, I don't have no idea. 
I'm like, I'm weird. So I'm like, especially like going through customs is going to be a big deal to me because I'm one of those people that thinks that they accidentally smuggled a bomb without their knowledge, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably have some melatonin. They're going to ask me about it. I'm going to be like, I, I wasn't, I was not going to put people asleep, put to sleep with these. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be like, I'll, I'll sweaty and nervous. Dude, and they're going to be like, answer, what's your problem? I'm going to answer questions they are not asking. <laughs> And why are you coming here to India? You're like, I, I love India. Not for terrorist attacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you look nervous, sir. <laughs> I am nervous. Oh, man. That's going to be Why are you yelling at me? <laughs> so that, that, that'll that probably take, that takes place in February for us. And so um, assuming everything works out, uh, we will, we'll have an on location episode. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. India, India, India. So let's go to uh, a little bit of Eric's edumacation, Eric. Oh, let's go. Still in school, I'm, right? How are the grades doing? Whatever. I'm actually, I got a 3.5. Hey. 3.5. I'm trying to, I have to get a, like literal A pluses to be an honor grad because of my miss. Do, my misdeeds uh, my senior year in high school. Uh-oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, I, I, du- I dual enrolled my senior year in high school. It, I hated school. And so I basically was like, I went from a straight A student. When I got to, when I dual enrolled, which is where you go to college instead of high mm-hmm. school for your senior year, mm-hmm. I got like straight C's, <laughs> like C's get degrees, maybe I was just trying to graduate. And then like, so I started going back to school like two and a half years ago, yeah. almost three years ago. And I enjoy it so much more than an adult because I care. I actually care about what I'm learning. And so, but yeah, I'm doing pretty good. But yeah, so at Eric's Education is the segment where I give you guys for free what I'm paying an arm and a leg for um, <laughs> from my college classes. And I'm in a really cool class right now called the History of American Christianity. Cool. Um, and right now we are currently in a segment on the First Great Awakening, which is awesome because mm. I love revival history. Yeah, that's like, cool. In love with revival history. And uh, what I what I think is so cool is that God did something so big and so powerful that it will be in secular history books for as long as we can go forward in the future. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild that there are moves of God that were so transformational in our country that, yeah, you can read about them in history books. That that helped. I mean, the the first Great Awakening, not in a direct way, but indirectly sort of pushed forward the American Revolution. Yeah. Um, and this is really neat. And uh, like, uh, so first off, so the Amer- uh, the first Great Awakening was a powerful remi- revival movement. Hundreds of thousands of people in the colonies, which at the time would have been most of, you know, who was actually living in the America, uh, the the English colonies at the time. Um, majority of the population experienced this powerful move of God. People came to faith for the first time. Um, you know, there there was a ton of evangelism, but more importantly, there was a revival of of actual Christians, right? Yeah. So these are people that were sort of following the Lord, and really due to the influence of the Church of England, which, if you guys didn't know this, the Church of England, um, which we kind of now know as the Anglican Church, even though they're not really connected like they were back then, or the Episcopal Church, um, they were basically the religious arm of the English government. Mm-hmm. Right, so there was no separation of church and state, and it is because of the relationship that the Church of England had with Parliament that people like Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, 
uh, you know, James Madison, they literally wrote into the Constitution a separate, like a separation, mm-hmm. idea of separation of church and state. Yeah. Because now, now the people are going to push back on that because you know that phrase, separation of church and state, is actually not in the Constitution. Yes. It's yeah. in some letters, you know, it's in that letters. Jefferson it's wrote. A, it's a the basic, concept's there. Yeah, though. the concept. The concept is the there. The concepts are there. Right. And, and, and the Supreme Court has used it moving yeah. forward to kind of help. And I don't see separation of church and because I don't want to, th- I don't want to caliphate. Yes. In the a, United a theocracy. States. We are, a theocracy. We are not a theocracy. And that's what a lot of people, and I actually had to write an essay on this, like, is America a Christian nation? Um, and there, I want to, there's a differentiation that needs to be made because, you know, I know for the longest time, evangelicals have been like, you know, we need to, you know, America was, is a Christian nation. We need to return to that. Well, we're trying to return to something that never actually existed. Like right. America was never solidly a, a Christian nation. But it was heavily influenced right. by Christian values, Judeo-Christian ethics, and there and is principles. a difference between being a Christian nation and being influenced by Christian values. Well, it is not a Christian concept to force someone into Christianity. Exactly, exactly. And, and so there has, for something to be Christian, it has to be an option. Yes. And Thomas Jefferson, huge proponent of a separation of, of church and state. Take that, Calvinists. We, we, we joke about, you know, Thomas Jefferson, you know, having the Thomas Jefferson Bible. He didn't believe in miracles and stuff like that. And that was obviously an issue that he had. He had a lot of issues. But he, he was a major motivation behind this, this idea of, of having the separation of church and state. And the reason that he wanted it was not only for Christians— but for anybody who had a different religion or denomination, because a right. lot of this was, you know, the, uh, Americans, the founding fathers weren't envisioning a, a huge influx of Jewish people or Muslims and stuff like that. Now, they, they, they obviously had some of that in, in, the colony, in the colonies, but not much. But it was really for like the Christian denominations, like the Quakers right. and right. the Puritans and, and, and the Baptists right. even who were being, did you know Baptists were heavily persecuted yeah. by the Church of England? They fled to America to have some sense of religious freedom. And so we need, guys, we need uh, that separation because you do not, for, there's two things you don't want. You do not want the government having their hand in church arguments and issues. Mm-hmm. And you don't want church, you don't want a ton of church influence in the government. I know like there's a caveat behind that. Like you do want Christian values and Christian influence. Um, but the problem is with people, right? right? You get the wrong church person in a place of influential government. And maybe they have an egregious view of scripture. They have a misunderstanding and they end up, you know, exerting power that was never meant to be exerted. But well, and, and that that's the problem with giving the government too much power. Everyone's in favor of the government having a strong arm. As long as the government agrees with them. Exactly. And and, <laughs> and then when it yes. doesn't agree with them, they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hey, listener, by the way, I need to let you know that, that Phoenix actually just got up and left the room. Do you think it was the pizza? Lies. Lies. <laughs> no, you did. I'm you got here. up, you left, I watched you, and I was like, uh-oh. No, he's is it the he's pizza? cracking open an Arizona ice tea I definitely <laughs> didn't go to get more snacks. It's not 10 in the morning. and <laughs> This dude's had pizza, coffee, and an Arizona iced tea. <laughs> 99 cents, baby. Dude. Holy cow. Anyway, so we need a revival in Phoenix's intestines. (laughs) There's a great shaking going on right now. He's a Quaker. The Lord's stirring something up. There's going to be, dude. Uh, So, anyways, all this give, you know, this is obviously the revolutionary. So, pre revolution, you have the Great Awakening, which was um, mainly led by, by three powerful men of God John Wesley, which we know as the founder of Methodism. Um, George Whitfield, who was a powerful open air preacher, um, and uh, Jonathan Edwards. Oh, and what I, you know what I love about that too is these three guys, powerful men. They didn't agree. 
No, 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 no. There, there's a lot of disagreement between no, the three of them. There are tons of letters, specifically through well, yeah, John Whitfield. Wesley and Whitfield. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually were in the same, they went to the same college. They yeah. went to Oxford in England. Um, they were in a club called the Holy Club together, which that'd probably get you beat up today if you had a club <laughs> called the Holy Club. Um, but they had a Holy Club. And then um, there were, there are no, um, I'm not certain that John Wesley knew Jonathan Edwards directly. They, there may have been letters kind of randomly mm-hmm. passed. But George Whitfield and Edwards had a great relationship. Right. Um, and so, yeah, these men were powerful. But what was so cool, and I talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, was that one of the biggest criticisms of these three men wasn't necessarily the content that they were teaching, but it was the way that they were teaching. They mm-hmm. teach this emotionally yeah. and passionately and zealously fueled sermons that ultimately is what God used to bring people back to him. Yeah, People accused George Whitfield's meeting of being closer to Native American witchcraft mm-hmm. than the gospel or to, than to church. And meetings. not because of the content. Not because of the content, because he would get up there. Yeah, the delivery. And, and the delivery, the power of God would come upon him, and he would begin to, begin to preach in such a passionate way that it made these— um, they're called rationalists. These are people that were heavily shaped by the French Enlightenment, like we only believe in natural laws and mm-hmm. natural powers. Um, it made them uncomfortable. And so like, this is just witchcraft, which yeah. is another huge thing. People don't realize how heavily influenced uh, the founding fathers were by both the uh, Great Awakening yeah. and the Enlightenment, yeah. which were almost two, po- not polar opposite movements, but you had the Enlightenment, which was all about natural laws and science and right. intellectualism, and the Great Awakening. That's where, we, that's where we get the idea that men have certain inalienable rights mm-hmm. that they are born with. That sounds familiar. It's a, yeah, it's a natural <laughs> law of yeah. the Enlightenment. They, so right. not only did we have natural inclinations as humans, but there were certain things that we had naturally like rights and freedom. Yeah. So this idea of freedom comes from people like John Locke, right. or, you know, Enlightenment philosophers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, it's really neat. It, like, to, it's it's almost like studying the Bible in a way. Like when you study the first century mm-hmm. and you see what's going on in the in the minds of the Jewish people and the pagans and the Romans, and it, it makes the Bible make sense. When you start to study things like the Great Awakening, the Enlightenment, like this pre-colonial, pre-revolution, or I'm sorry, pre-revolution era, you're like, wow, that makes so much sense. Yeah. That's in our Constitution. And isn't it interesting? Uh, like the same um, accusations and criticisms that are lobbied against revival, modern revival, are the same ones that were back in the first Great Absolutely. Awakening, right? It's too emotional. Yeah. And look, here's, like, I've got friends and they'll say stuff like, modern church today is just too emotional. And I'm like, okay, I, I agree. I agree with that. And sometimes it can get too emotional. But you know what's equally wrong is no emotion. Yeah, no emotion How at can all. you have a relationship with a God who loves you, yeah. who paid for your salvation? That doesn't move you? I've got to have drama. I pick fights with my wife. <laughs> I mean, I just start things just because I need it. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's so like the same thing is happening today even. It's like this, this you know, uh, enlightenment rational idea of like, look, we need to love the Lord with our minds. We do. But, but what did Jesus say? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. So these aren't mutually exclusive. You don't have to be intellectual at the expense of being emotional and vice versa. Like you love the Lord with all of these aspects of who you are. And I love it. You know, Jonathan Edwards, and he had his his famous sermon, uh, Sinners Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And and he had had some of these same, um, you know, uh, criticisms about, you know, Mm -hmm. how you act. And so he would literally read the sermon. Oh, yeah. He was a manuscript guy. Yeah. He he would just read the sermon, like no emotionalism, Mm -hmm. no, uh, hardly any voice inflections. He would just say, 
you know, just read the text, yeah. and people would start shaking. People would start shaking. They'd start crying. They'd fall to the ground in conviction. Yes. And so it's it's not it's not about like the delivery as much as it is when the Lord is moving, when His Spirit is moving. Man, I mean, people are going to react in all different kinds of ways, and yes. like we can't judge you know, how people are going to react to the spirit of the Lord. Like they're going to react in the way they react. Just make sure that your reaction is authentic. Yes. Make sure you're loving him with all of your heart. Yeah. Your soul. Yeah. Your emotions. And yeah, yeah, your mind. Think it through. Don't just react emotionally. Yeah. One cool fun fact before we move on about John, uh, John Wesley, I actually just, I'll be the judge that this is cool and fun. It's cool. So John, John Wesley died an Anglican priest. Right. He, he, in a lot of his letters, and he was criticized for kind of, you know, planting churches outside of the Church of England. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm an, I'm a part of the Church of England, all this kind of stuff. But while he was going and evangelizing the colonies, um, first off, his whole trip to Savannah was a failure. Like, his, I don't know about this. So his, his pastorate, like, that's, we have all these monuments and stuff to him in, in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. He was there for a couple of years. He described his experience there as being terrible and a failure as a pastor. Wow. Um, <laughs> I think he actually went back to England after. Is it because of those little biting gnats that they have Prob- in Savannah? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that place. Do you think, that, you think he was just like, he I was, can't take it he here? Was over that. Um, <laughs> but what he did as he was traveling around planning these churches, he made them separate legal entities from the Church of England. Interesting. Because he knew that uh, he basically had this plan. He wasn't trying to start a denomination, but he was trying to move people away from that, yeah. that Church of England, you know, authority and stuff like that. He was heavily criticized for it. And then, you know, a- after he dies, you know, revolution and stuff happens. People realize, hey, these little Methodist congregations, they're not connected to the Church of England at all. Mm-hmm. So this whole time he had it in his head. He died saying, He's I'm pulling, an Anglican priest. He pulled one over on yeah, him. Yeah, he did, dude. He totally did. <laughs> so that was cool. So that's uh, my education for the week. So I feel I feel so smart right now, Eric. Thank you for sharing your education. Thank you. You got that for free. That cost me $650 a credit hour to get. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's... that's. So if you have time, though, seriously, d- dive into the, the First Great Awakening. The Second Great Awakening is another good one. But the First Great Awakening will give you a real appreciation for God's hand in the world. Yeah, that's really good. Lord... Send another great awakening. Send revival, revival, dude. We hey, I, like I preached on revival this last fall, and um, man, I mean, it, revival is is a rediscovery of God's presence, His purpose, yes. and His power. Yeah, and we and need it. We need that, and it's not what people say that it is. Right? Like, well, people focus on like the the, the manifestations, the manifestations, and stuff, and that that comes when the Lord moves. People respond. People manifest. Yeah, I mean, it, well, yeah, yeah, in more ways. Better, <laughs> more ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, demons, man, I mean, demons manifested when Jesus preached. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, we we need revival because, and I said this when in, during the sermon. Churches and coffee, if left alone, get cold. Yeah. All you have mm. to do is nothing, and and they'll get cold. And so you have to warm. The Lord has to warm the church up. Are you saying coffee and church is unbiblical? Uh, it's exactly what I'm saying, Eric. Good job. Way to read between the lines. <gasps> nice hermeneutics. Her, her, hermeneutics. Oh, that's right. We need to be inclusive. <laughs> Let's uh let's move to a little bit of weird worship, man. Weird worship. So I noticed something as and when we wrote the song, when we've you've said worship, you don't say worship like I do. You say worship. Because it's O R, not E R. Like know, a destroyer. But, but like do, a battleship. Phoenix, how do you say worship? Worship. So see, like so we first, say it like W E R. And I know that's not how it's spelled. Worship. Worship. But you say 
Worship. No, no. I you say s- worship. You worship. say <laughs> no. You say worship. They're making fun of something that doesn't exist, dude. Go back and when we wrote the like song, your hair. you sweeten. Oh, <laughs> you sweeten all I do. Our song that we wrote. Yeah. One line says, "Lord, I worship," and you go, "Worship you, worship you." Yeah. O W O R or war. Yeah. No one warship. says. No one, no one says. Yeah, no one pronounces <laughs> a warship. Syllables. Correctly. A warship is like a like. <laughs> He's like what the aircraft carriers. So we've done lyrics before twice. So I didn't want to do lyrics. Okay. okay. I want to do a practice. Now, if you if you guys don't know, we are a part, we're pastors at a charismatic church, spirit filled church. And so this is a uniquely charismatic, not Islamic. charismatic. Wow. 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 Um we're we're so this is a uniquely charismatic thing and it's flagging. <laughs> flagging. Now, if you don't know what flagging is, flagging is when you take a large flag uh, attached yes. to a stick, uh, a pole of some sort, or, and or a water hose, <laughs> something. You just turn on the water and it goes nuts. Yeah, and and you wave the flag in a pattern, sometimes to music, sometimes with multiple uh, people. And uh, and you you just flag Jamie, it's an expression. What, what of I like to do when I bring <laughs> comes out the southern my accent. worship flags is I like to pretend that the Holy Spirit is in flying an aeroplane right above my head, and I'm trying to give him a nice little landing strip in the worship center. You're welcoming him. I'm welcoming welcoming in the Holy Spirit. Welcoming in in. Yeah, yeah, flagging. So flagging. We, we have to be careful with this. Yes, because mm-hmm. we we know I know some faithful flagging congregants and i would hate yeah for them to feel disrespected so and that's the thing like i'm not here to necessarily make fun of it by my actual opinion of it i'm just kidding <laughs> like like I, we're not here just to make fun right but but like we have to talk about it it is odd right it's, it's not something that's done so in most churches let's start let's start with the obvious thing is flagging biblical that's Can a great we make question. a biblical case for flag and so again flagging like in a worship service we have flags Sometimes the colors represent different things yeah. and stuff like that. So is it biblical, Jamie? So I think you can make a case for it being biblical. So I'm, I'm thinking of We're like... using the apocrypha? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the triumphal entry. When Jesus came into Jerusalem and they had palm branches, right? And waving they were palms. waving the yeah. palm branches and they laid them down at the feet of sure. Jesus. Now, is that the same as flagging? No. Yeah. No. But we do see the use of something. We're waving something frilly. Frilly. In the air. Then you also, and I was, I was actually reading uh, an article. Someone was defending flagging from a theological perspective, biblical perspective, and they were using a bunch of verses you about can get paid to do that. His, I guess, but his banner over us is love. And they were saying sure. banner is a flag, and I was like, ah, I mean, yeah, it's metaphoric kind of, imagery. Yeah, kind of. So, so I mean, it's not. I'll put it to you this way: it's not unbiblical. It's not unbiblical. Yeah, it's, exactly. not unbiblical. it's not. It might be extra biblical. Yeah. But we do extra biblical stuff all the time, sure, right? Sure. I mean, and and that's where I will theologically I can give flagging a pass because I don't necess- I don't think it's unbiblical. I agree with you. I think it's extra biblical, which we do things in worship that you know in in our services all the time that aren't. We're not a church of Christ, right? Church of Christ, right. they try to follow this very stringent literal view of New Testament worship, and if it's not in the New Testament, they're not going to do it, right? Um. So flagging. So is it biblical? Is it? Is it? Is it fruitful? Now, now that's where so so that's where it gets a little odd, right? Yeah, Th- that's where so um so reading a couple of things, I saw I saw a few quotes from some articles and stuff that just 
that just didn't seem right to me. So let, let me just kind of read this. Um, it says, in worship service, flags and banners are used uh, as a visual tool to focus on during worship. That's cool. Um, now, here's where it gets weird for me. Listen to what this person says. As the Spirit of God directs, the waving of flags and banners will open the spiritual gates of heaven, allowing the Holy Spirit to flow freely among His people with healing, deliverance, and encouragement. That looks sounds like it was written by someone that wears really colorful eyeshadow. <laughs> So, so, so these, there we these, have the heavens are stopped up. Like there's, they need to plunge the right. They like, need an Arizona tea and a slice of God, pizza. God's up in heaven, like man, if they just had a flag, yeah, I could move. <laughs> you know, I need something to open up a portal. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I'm like, like yeah, oh, that's like, and that's the terminology that I'm uncomfortable right, with. It's right. like sort of like new agey type stuff, and I think that's where yeah. people get turned off because it does seem like a new agey like. God, I got to open up a portal so God will send a river of glory. Right. There's a Shekinah glory river coming through where the flags are being it's waved. It's like, eh, that's not the Shekinah glory, man. No, it's it's not. And so, you know. If I, it were the Shekinah glory, you'd be on your face weeping uncontrollably. Sure. Oh, exactly. And and the other issue, and we've seen this in the in in our in our church before. This is a long time ago. But, like, we had a group of people. You remember this? Like, just regular morning yeah. worship service. Um. And they came in and they were ra- like waving like uh, Israeli flags, like yes. Nation of Israel. Well, flags. first of all, I did not know these people. Yeah, we didn't know them. They just kind of they just up. came in. Yeah, and they brought flags. They didn't ask anyone. Yes. can we flag? Yeah, and one of the flags had a Star of David, and yeah. it was a very Jewish yeah uh, s- symbology on the flag. Yeah, and what they didn't know is that we have people whose houses were bombed by Israel that go to our church. Yeah. And so it, it, they just weren't thinking of anyone else. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask permission, and sure. and, and I don't I, think it was malice. It wasn't. No, it malice. wasn't malice. It was just a misunderstanding. It's sort of like what we've been going through with this Israel Hamas conflict yeah. right now. Yeah. Just sort of, you know, people not really thinking all the way through what right. they're saying, right? <laughs> Which happens a lot in America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? No. I say, well, everyone's got a platform now on social media, whether <laughs> yeah, they deserve it or opinion. not. Yeah. So yeah. here, let me just type up an opinion real quick. So, so we had that and not only cause we also like we, so we have a, Jamie, would you explain how it is done here? You know, just for those of like, what, as far as flagging, like, flagging or? like what are our rules? So, so my, my rules, because we live in a region where flagging is not common. Yeah. And that means it's, it's easily misunderstood. Exactly. I, I have asked people who, there are people in our church who love to flag and I've asked them not to do it on Sunday morning. Yeah. Because Sunday morning is a community gathering, uh, all walks of life, all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so I've asked them not to do that. Now, yeah. we also have a regular um, uh, elongated time of worship yeah. called Friday Night Fire. And I've told them you're more than welcome to use flags there because we are gathered for one purpose in that. And that's just to worship. That's worship. Right. Yeah. And so like the the uh, we, we relax the guidelines and stuff is kind of like, hey, you know, there's less people there. There's more room because that's that's another issue. Honestly, I have seen people hit Get knocked by yeah. flags. Yeah, yeah. I, I have because someone You'll will get your eye out. Kid. <laughs> they, 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 Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> they get they get really going. Yeah. Right. And they're just really into it. Yeah. And and they don't realize someone's trying to like they're standing in front of a door or something. Someone's needs needs to leave. <laughs> yeah. And they get smacked in the name of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like I, you know some people need to get smacked. Yeah. In the name no, of the I've Lord. I've definitely seen that. I have had to uh, matrix my way 
through a couple yeah. flag yeah. areas. Yeah. Like um, do the limbo. Yeah. Like, oh man, you know, and, and that's the thing, like, can call, it, call have I cheers. seen like the anointing of God on people flagging for it? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Have. I've, I've been in services where it's done well, it's done correctly and it's powerful. It's power. It's a powerful expression yeah. of worship and, and gratitude towards God. But do I trust everyone to do that? No, I don't. No, I just don't. No. I don't trust everyone with an instrument I either. Always feel- <laughs> <laughs> Amen. I also feel like it comes in waves too. I feel like yeah. like we won't see it for a while and then one person will do it and then everybody starts tying like old underwear to sticks and like <laughs> waving it. And I'm like, oh man, we're here we are. Don't again. you mean their 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 linen ephod? Yeah, it's almost like the fidget spinner craze. Like one kid gets it and then and everyone everyone has do to do it. it. And this is how I worship the Lord. Yeah. Like as of yesterday. But the the issue that I take with it is I only ever see well, I don't know. I'll give it three. I'll give it three categories of of people that flag. First one is like the super anointed, well-timed yeah. yes. flagging that happens in the context where it needs to. Mm-hmm. The second is just the unanointed flagging. That's not necessarily bad, but you can just tell you're, it's just flesh. you're just doing it because that's what people it's are doing. It's just what you do, right. And then I see the utterly distracting, yeah. like you're not doing this for the Lord. You're doing this to garner attention. This yeah. is ridiculous. You need to stop now. Right. So those are the yeah. three categories. And I see the the last two way more than I see the first yeah. one. Yeah. I've had to ask people with flags to move to the back. Because they were like in front of, of the, the praise team. The, yeah. And like the praise team literally could not concentrate because there's this yeah. massive bright flag right going back and forth right in front of their their faces. We ought to we ought to start doing permits. We should <laughs> <laughs> Sir, do you have a flagging permit? I'm gonna need to see your permit. It's kind of like selling indulgences. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's like having like a like a hunting license or yeah. something, or yeah, like you've been concealed, flagged for review. Concealed carry, and they yeah. have to take a test beforehand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, so we should come. Are up, you right-handed or left-handed? Yeah, we should. Right. We need to come up with a flagging test and then create a permit that people need to to show before they pull out their flag. <laughs> And like make all a bunch of ridiculous rules, like gun, like gun rules and stuff. Like it has to be limited to a certain length. They can only yeah, be these right, colors. Right. And you can only well, have you gotta, two at a time. You got to pay right. extra two hundred bucks to have a short, uh, a short sticked flag. Yeah, and, if they want to have a stendo mag flag, yeah. and, and then we're gonna have like a like a, a warden, a flag warden who goes yeah, around yeah, and yeah, checks yeah. everyone <laughs> and inspects and makes sure that this flag is in working uh, order. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go open up a case and there's gonna be like someone with like ten flags and you're like. Sir, the limit is two. Right, but but they get past the warden, and then all of a sudden they have an extension on their on their, yeah, on their right. Right they pull it out. It's this long flag. Oh, that's hilarious. So man. yeah, so that's that's uh, weird worship is flagging. I'm I'm cool with it as long as it's done well. It yeah. honors others. It loves others. Um, but for us, yeah, Sunday morning I don't think is a good time to practice it. No, and our dedicated worship events, sure, just. Please be aware of other people. I think that's the key, dude. I think if you like to flag and you're listening to this, because there's people that do, like just be mindful of the people around you. Mm-hmm. Don't make this about you. And I'm not saying they always do, but you, I can always tell when someone's like, you can tell the difference. And that applies to any form of worship. Yes. Yes. No, you're exactly right. Like if you're screeching and screaming at the top of your, I mean, if the Lord's on you, go ahead. But, but like, you know, if you're being obnoxious and distracting everybody around you, you're probably not glorifying God. Yeah, I, I've been in, in like this like holy hush moment where the presence mm-hmm. of the Lord is just so so beautiful and just permeating everything, and someone goes, "Jesus!" Yeah, and I'm like, "Bro, read the room." Yeah, yeah, I've been in those. <laughs> we could we could do a whole segment on like conference weird, yeah, conference thing, worship, weird yeah. conference, conference yeah. things. I was at one one time. It was we just had powerful worship. And uh, the main speaker gets up there and uh, someone just starts, quote unquote, manifesting, Mm. like just, you know, rolling around on the floor. 
And the, the I love this speaker. He was so calm. He was like, hey, uh, security, will someone get that person? Like, will they take that outside? Like, hey, if you're with them, yeah, will you yeah. take them outside? And a person just stood up and stopped. Yeah. I, I remember, and we need to end on this, but I remember uh, we were at a conference. You were there, uh, Eric. And um, Was my, it Sandwich Conference? I, I sandwich. Even, I don't, you remember that? I don't remember that. Okay. But but uh, our buddy Joey was there. Oh, yeah. And there's, yeah, this, yeah. there's this lady during worship, and she's just making some weird noises. Like, she's during worship, she's like, ugh. Like, and, and Joey it like, turned, sounded like what Phoenix is going to sound like in about 30 minutes. <laughs> or that pizza. And Joey turns to me and goes, I think this girl here has some critters. Yeah. <laughs> it was how favorite. he said it. Yeah. It's my favorite term for like. Yeah. Uh, like I, think she's got some critters. I think she might have some critters. <laughs> All right. So let's let's end today's uh, Christmas Day. Uh, podcast with some odd news. Okay. Um, and so I, I've got something. And, and so, um, Eric, if you'll react to this. I'll Phoenix, be the judge of that. Yeah, Phoenix, um, uh, whether it's not, it's odd. Okay, it's odd. Yeah, that, you'll be the judge of that? Okay. Uh, uh, I'll be Here we the go. judge of whether you did your job. Oh, okay, cool. Well, this is a few years ago. Uh, the headline here says, Bank robber throws cash into the air shouting Merry Christmas. Okay. So on Christmas Eve... 2019, it was reported that David Wayne Oliver robbed a Colorado bank only to throw all of the stolen cash in the air while exclaiming Merry Christmas to those who happened to be passing by <laughs> at the opportune moment. The 65-year-old man was later arrested. <laughs> and charged with what is what I want to know. I don't know. It doesn't say. Because he gave up the cash. so the Probably int- robbing a bank. Yeah. So he's definitely going to be charged with robbing a bank. So first off, my thoughts, general thoughts, man of the people. <laughs> Absolute man of the people. Robin Hood. Absolute Robin Hood, Robin modern Hood. day Robin Hood. That that this man has probably lived a very interesting life. He got the money from the bank, which that's diff that's a difficult feat yeah, for the most part. That's impressive. Um he got the money from the bank and then his whole his end game was to throw it in the air and say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Not run off to Mexico. Not, you know, go to Cobb or wherever, non-extradition country. This dude <laughs> robbed a bank only to give up the money and then go to jail. And he's an older gentleman. Which that tells me a lot about the life he's probably already lived, dude. It also tells me a lot about his mental state. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not like, also don't go rob a bank and say Merry Christmas. Yeah, just for the record, we here at Not The Sermon Podcast do not think that you should rob a bank and give it yeah, away. We, we, don't, we don't want, our, uh, we don't want our, our fellow sermonauts out there robbing banks on Christmas and uh, throwing money into the air. But that's my thoughts, dude. I think, yeah. I've just never heard of someone robbing a bank simply for the purpose of, of giving it to everyone who happened to be walking by. Dude. I wish I knew him. And it was Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I mean, he was like, yeah. hey, he, just, he didn't have enough money to buy anyone Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah. He was like, well, the bank has money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this guy, it takes a lot of gall to, to first off rob a bank. It also takes a lot of mental incapabilities yeah. um, to get past that point in your your conscience to actually do it. But, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. No. So he went through all this trouble just to blow the money and probably get 25 years in prison. I wonder, too, and it didn't say, I wonder, like, did he get the cash, walk outside, immediately and throw, throw it, it in the, in the air? air? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or did he run to, like, a more populated area or, he like... Could've, he could have at least did us all a solid rant to, like, a nicely populated area, yeah. you know, just been, like, boom. Like, Merry like, Christmas! Like, middle of a shopping area, just say, <laughs> boom, you know. Right. Uh, so if he did it in the bank, then everybody that picked the money up would be, like, basically immediately complicit. Because like they would know. Yeah, how are they going to prove? Money. Okay, ethical question. Do you pick up? You see a couple hundred dollars float next to you. You picking it up? 
I mean, they gave Jesus gold. <laughs> so not, why wouldn't they give me not, cash? Because you're not Jesus, Jamie. I'm not? No. Oh, God. Yeah, I thought and, I was. I get confused about that yeah, sometimes. And so the p- other people that do that go to mental health institutions. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the ethical question. Because my favorite, like, burglar movies or, or movie, you know, movies where someone robs people yeah. is when they do it and like they take the huge brick of cash and throw it over a skyscraper and all the people, the cash is raining in the streets. Like it's just such a, yeah. When that like the original Batman, like the, yeah, something I've seen it a couple times where people take every, they're all the, the money did that. and then they, they just throw it over and people are just picking up cash and you're like, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you could have just walked away with it. So that's my odd news story for Christmas, man. Well, I've got odd another odd news story. You ready okay, for this? This yeah. is just for the listeners. Okay. Mine and Jamie's toes have been interlocked yes. for approximately 41 minutes yeah. now. And I'm I, getting a cramp. I Are think, you getting a cramp? I think we're fused. <laughs> I think we're together as one. My, gonna, uh, we're going to have to tailor a new pair of pants just so that there's one long interconnected leg. How would you get? And then how would you get two in separate it? legs? It's kind of like it's kind of like oh, a, right. We need zippers on the side. <laughs> it's kind of like a sack race, you know, where you share one leg is in the is in the is in the burlap sack. And yes, then you have to that's race. called a three legged race. Three legged race. Okay, well, what'd you call it? I call sack it sack race. race. Where you just Stupid. get the sack. Oh, wow. uh, really? Well, that shows you how many of those so I've been someone, in. <laughs> uh, if you're if you're listening, please donate to Jamie's uh, education assistance fund so that he can recall normal concepts. I have not spent enough time. In outdoor festivals and fairs, um, in the races. So maybe we should have one here. Yeah, we should do that. We should do uh, like a family fun day or something. A not the sermon family fun day yes. with sack races and three legged races because they're different. And I races. know that now. They're exactly no, different. I think we're onto something. I think we tie your legs together and then put those in the sack, like you said. Oh, yeah? It'd be a three legged sack race. Well, that's what, I, yeah, that's what I said, right? No, that is not what you said. It's not. <laughs> Anyways, Merry Christmas <laughs> to all of our listeners. Um, enjoy your day. Maintain your peace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Turkey's got tryptophan in it. So the more turkey that you eat, the sleepier you'll get, and you don't have to be around your family. Turkey or ham on Christmas Day? Turkey. Turkey. I don't like ham. Brisket. Yeah, brisket. Oh, well, I mean, okay. brisket would yeah, be great. I would take brisket, too. I did, I did a brisket for Thanksgiving a couple of years ago, and we were just like, we're never doing turkey again. Yeah. It's yeah. the turkey. Big turkey has their hands in the holidays. And then I've got my hands in a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Victory Fellowship Church in Thomasville, Georgia. Eric and Jamie can be reached at emailing notthesermon at gmail.com.